You are about to listen to an episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Each week, co-hosts Dan and Tony will explore topics about finance and retirement. It's fun, informative, and most of all useful to those who are interested in retiring successfully. Now, let's begin the show. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio Show. My name is Dan Wendell, owner of the Dolphin Financial Group. Today's topic is going to be on financial advice from banks. You know, the large institutions, big brokerage houses, wire houses, whatever you want to call them. We're going to talk about getting financial advice from those entities and the people that work there. Help me with this, and we're going to bring on some special guests. Of course, we're going to bring on my favorite co-host, Tony Shore. He's always a welcome on the show. But there's going to be a new guest, one you have not seen before, and he's new to Dolphin Financial Group. I'm going to introduce him in a moment. Let me bring on Tony Shore for levity. There he is. For As you levity. can see, you know what's interesting to the listeners who watch us all the time on YouTube, watch, watching us all the time, Tony and I are in the same room. You can't tell, but we're working together for the first time in quite a while yeah. since COVID. Yeah, so this is usually, a special day. Usually not in the same studio. You can tell we're in the same room because it has the same bland background. We don't have your usual very cool background. I image. know. I'm trying to keep it keep it real. Yeah. But I don't have the green screen. I don't have the cool background. I'm in Tony's mom's basement. So we are going to have some fun today because we're bringing Chris. Chris is with us live, too. Chris Kuntz is ah, the newest member of is. Dolphin Financial Group. He has experience in the industry. So he's not new to the industry, but he's new to Dolphin Financial Group. And he's got some experience in a big bank. We're not going to name the names. We're not here to pick on these people or the banks or institutions. But basically, we got confessions of a former banker, uh, financial advisor. So we're wow. going to, but we're going to, we're going to keep it fun. We're going to try and talk about what's going on. But first, let me introduce Chris. Chris, you've been in, in the financial world. You joined Dolphin Financial Group. Without naming the name of the bank, tell us what you did, generally speaking, and uh, what you're interested in doing going forward. Well, thank you for the introduction. Um, you know, I've been, yeah, I've been in the industry for a while. Um, I've jumped around. I've tried a lot of different uh, formats or avenues for uh, supporting my clients. And, uh, my time in the bank was uh, unique. I uh, I tried it um, for the most part because I saw value in what I thought would be a uh, an ability to be more comprehensive in my planning. Having access to a bank gave me access to lending capabilities. It gave me access to you know helping them even with the the more mundane aspects of checking savings you know how are you how are you day-to-day operating um what i learned was the focus at a bank is on banking and as a financial advisor they're they're really asking me to be a a token a token part of their of their larger and more profitable business which is lending and so now you're joining Dolphin Financial Group, and everyone knows we're not a bank. We are financial planners, and you are licensed to do financial planning. I am too, Tony. He's just he's just eye candy. I'm just right? a co. You know, speaking, of that, speaking of that, speaking of that, as you can see, I'm playing around with the video so the people on sure. YouTube, 
um, they're looking at it saying, what's going on? Why is this happening? Uh, it's because I'm trying to, I'm trying to try new there things and, 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 you know, it's, it's not working so well, but sure. to the audio listeners, you can't tell what we're, we're all sitting in the same room. We're all together, but Tony's not licensed to talk financials. Only oh. Chris and I, but Tony, I think you can offer, I'm going to tell a quick, little quick story about my experience with banks and, um, maybe that'll get the juices flowing sure. here so we can ask Chris, what do we want to know? Well, I've so, got questions for Chris. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to name the bank that I work with. Um, I have all my business accounts, all my personal accounts there. My wife, my whole family, we use this bank. And I went in, um, I think it was, it was pre COVID, but it was, I've been with them probably 15, 20 years. I went in the bank and I was, um, I was depositing a check or something. I rarely go in banks, but I had to go in and do something. And the teller said to me, Mr. Wendell, you have some money sitting in this account over here, I'm not doing anything. Would you like to speak to a wealth manager about this? And I said, what account is that? She's like, it's um, Dolphin Wealth Management account. <laughs> and I said, that's the account with the money. She's like, yes, would you like to speak to a wealth manager about it? I said, is it literally the Dolphin Wealth Management checking account? She's like, yes, uh, there's a wealth manager here you could speak to. And I was like, no, thank you. And that was the end of it. So at she that point, I didn't quite I'm, make the connection. Didn't make the connection, but at that point, what I'm saying is I don't expect this person to be you know, financially astute, they're a teller and, and sure. that's not their role, but their right. role was to get me to talk to the wealth manager. Mm -hmm. And so that financial advisor that's stationed at the bank gets people like me who's going there and the teller says, go talk to them. Was that your experience as well? Go, doing banking, uh, uh, being the financial advisor go-to point in a bank? I would I would acknowledge that was a, a large part of my day was uh, fielding referrals from from tellers and bankers, and, you know, I think it's, people know more today, but there's a quota of how many how many referrals they need to send, and, and whether or not the, the information is going to be helpful, or whether or not it's the appropriate type of referral is beside the point. Um, they're going to send anybody and everybody they can to go talk to me, which you know, can be a benefit to to a lot of people. I, I hope I can be a benefit to a lot of people, whether I'm in a, in a bank or in my new role here at Dolphin Financial. Um, but there wasn't a lot of discovery that takes place. Um, even after the fact, when the when the referral would come to me as, a, as an individual, I'm very interested in learning more about my clients and, and what their goals and, and, and needs and wants are in both their current situation and retirement. As far as the bank was concerned, they had a, a portfolio of products that they were interested in offering. And uh, in a lot of cases, you know, somebody has a savings account. I'll, I'll give you my own personal example. Um, for my wife, you know, they don't know who my wife is or who she's married to. And she went into, again, a bank, um, had just recently deposited a, a pretty decent sum of money and uh, expressed some interest in paying for her kid's college with it. And uh, rather than take too much time discussing what else my wife had invested in, what else her goals are, um, what her income was, um, and what other options there are out there to fund for college. Because, you know, interestingly enough, here in Florida, a lot of people know there's, there's Florida prepaid. Um, but that doesn't profit 
the bank. So very quickly, my wife found herself being suggested that she put a uh, a six-figure sum into a 529 plan oh. immediately uh, with no discussion. Now, wow. that's that's obviously not the way I would do things, but that is definitely wasn't a surprise to me when my, my wife came home and told me her story at the bank for the day. Wow. So, so similar. I feel like we're bashing the banks. That's not my goal here. I just want to kind of bring out the idea that there are different types of financial advisors with different portfolios, different tactics, different areas of expertise, and also different objectives. And in the case of what you were doing at a bank, your objective was to satisfy the bank's customers. And you said it in the beginning, the ultimate goal is to improve their banking services, right? Yes. Or their, you know. Sure. And they're all, they're, uh, you know, they're in it for the profit. And so they're looking at things, but it sounds like they were offering in both cases, a limited, they have a limited offering when your experience, when you were working with the bank, um, they had their set, you said set portfolios and things that you were supposed to put mm-hmm. the clients in. And that's a disadvantage over an independent financial advisor, I would assume. Uh, and I, just to clarify for our listeners, we're talking about the big box banks and national financial chains that you see, uh, these national chains that call themselves financial advisors or the banks, either way, uh, they usually have their parent companies and they have to put you in certain portfolios, whereas an independent financial advisor, Dan uh, and Chris, doesn't have to do that. You can look at all the options out there. Is that correct? I like to use the term uh, independent versus captive. And this is also used in the insurance agency world. You know, um, as an example, um, if you go to get homeowners insurance, you can go to a, a, a name brand and you can say, I want homeowners insurance. What are they going to offer you? They're going to offer you their name brand companies insurance. Yeah. They're not going to say, well, you can get it cheaper if you go over with this guy. So I think, Banks kind of fall on that. Not all do, um, but you're kind of focused. You're, you're you're hoping that you have an advisor in the bank that's going to kind of be independently focused. Was that your experience, Chris? Would you say that you had that level of independence, or were you more captive? I, I would describe myself. It's, it, it was a it was a hybrid. Um, there was definitely incentive to to work with particular products. There's, there's definitely products I could not work with. Um, and for the most part, I, I come back to the fact that at the end of the day, I was able to, I mean, mostly offer people our alternatives to money that had accumulated in either CDs or savings accounts and to, to try and plan holistically was always I mean, I was arm wrestling with my employer. Um, I, I was describing to you earlier some experiences I had at at the particular big box bank that I was working at, where they had opportunities to invest in interesting investments, real estate, um, with some with what they love, lending, and uh, you know the clients had trust in me and had worked with me and had had 
really spent time with me describing what their wants, needs, goals are. Um, but at the end of the day, again, the bank isn't so much interested in in all of that as they are in what business they can get done and oftentimes would attempt to to kind of shoulder me out of the conversation um, because they wanted their banker uh, more involved than their, their, I mean, again, token financial advisor. Um, it, it really, to call myself a financial advisor, I was really in a person offering uh, mutual funds and, and managed money opportunities. And, and beyond that, their, their private banker or their relationship manager um, was the person that they wanted to, to kind of quarterback uh, with more of a bank, a bank, you know, perspective, we'll say. Well, you know, um, the, the idea of having different forces pulling the specialist in this at, um, you're changing that now. So we have specialties where you focus on retirement planning, but we're not necessarily focused on doing refinances. But if someone wants to do a, a, a reverse mortgage, or if someone wants to talk about Medicare, or if someone wants to talk about Social Security, we're going to have that conversation. What did you used to do when people asked about that? Like Tony, you made the point that they had this suite of products. They I'm saying also that they also have their suite of things that they can talk about. Sure. Um, so like, like uh, for example, I have a question for you, Chris, regarding that, Dan. And that is, I know that, uh, you know, a lot of seniors and part of retirement and, and financial planning is maximizing your Social Security, when to file, Medicare, how to cover health care. So when you're investing, you're mainly investing for retirement, typically. Uh, that's what people use their investment funds for is when they retire. So did you... Did you get questions about those things or did you help people with those things? Was that something the bank offered via their financial advisors or? the? I mean, at the end of the day, there was a, a suite of products we could talk about. And then there was everything else that was of, sure. of no interest um, to the bank. I, I find, you know, sitting down with Dan, um, hearing how he's approached his clients. Um, it's what It's what attracted me to Dolphin Financial. We're able to discuss social security and how to maximize social security. We're able to discuss those big decisions when um, it comes time to select your, your Medicare options. Um, these things were not mentions discussed. Um, there was no education offered to anybody um, that is a bank client. It's just, it's, there's no, there's no business in it at the bank and therefore there's no interest in it. Um, well, that's, that's the thing. It's, it's, the motivation comes down to money, right? So how are you compensated? Well, if I sold a CD or a product, or if I, I may have gotten a little piece of the action, if I, if I recommended a refi and then maybe the bank got them alone. And, um, but the bottom line is you were, you're a lot of these institutions, you got to look at how they get paid and are they fiduciaries? And, and now you're in an environment where you're, you're a fiduciary, you have to act in their best interest. And so if they say, I need help with social security, we can't just say, in fact, I'll give you an example. I had a, uh, a client come to me, a prospect, they weren't a client. They came and said, I, I'm interested in social security. Um, 
And I said, well, what are you thinking now? And they said, well, we're thinking about doing this and this. And I asked my current advisor and he said, I don't, he's just said, take it at 62 or something like that. And they said, well, what we want a little bit more than that. And he's like, well, I don't, that's not my forte. I'm, I'm not, I don't know anything about social security. Go talk to someone. And when you find out, let me know because I'm turning 62 as well. And I want to know what to do. And I thought to myself, how can that happen? But it can happen in an environment where you're not compensated to give advice. You're compensated to sell a product. And that's going to be a new situation for you is that you have all this knowledge on what people should be doing and planning. And now you're actually going to be charging people for that advice. And it's going to, it's going to open the world to you. And I want people that's, that are listening to know it's not bad. Uh, Chris said it, you know, getting advice, people need help, right? Yeah. The more people get help, the better, but just, you need to be aware of who's giving you the advice and how they are compensated. And are they acting in your best interest? Are they a fiduciary? Really? That's, that's the number one question I think people should be asking. And I don't know if banks, all banks have that fiduciary requirement or not. Um, so when people asked you about social security, what kind of, what, what could you do? What, you know, what did you want to do? And then what could you do? I think, I think the effort and, and the interest was in helping them answer those questions. Um, but there was no, no time or, or benefit to doing so. Um, and I think a lot of times clients of the bank that I had then, they didn't even consider asking because they kind of realized there's no, there's just, they're, they're, they're not going to get a holistic, a, a holistic plan for me um, in that type of setting. It's exciting and what I was attracted to um, coming to you, Dan, and Dolphin Financial was the fact that not only are you engaged in helping your clients with all facets of their, of their retirement and, and, and financial lives, um, but also you have the, the education in the background to help, help me improve and help, help the clients that I serve, um, better. Um, because the, like the thing I think oftentimes is the kind of education I got at the bank, cause they had, you know, educational opportunities, but they were coming from mutual fund wholesalers. And that is who came in and educated us on their mutual funds and what the, the goals of their funds were, um, what I've already seen here is that there's uh, education on everything when it comes to opportunities with you and, uh, and what we can do for our clients. Sitting down and learning what are the 20,000 different ways that we can, we can help our clients take Social Security when they make those decisions. What, what are the, the different options when they have to make that big decision on Medicare? Um, how will all that impact their retirement income and what they have left over uh, to use for the things they want to do in retirement versus what they have to pay for, what they have to, what they have to do to make ends meet. How do we, how do we maximize that opportunity for them? Which is never, that's never the conversation I had previously. Well, I'm excited. I think you're going to add some great value to it. Um, you know, each week we talk about different stuff and you're going to bring a new perspective. You know, a lot of the times I am doing a lot of education just having Tony on the show, I have to basically educate him on every topic. Right? <laughs> I'm going to mute your mic. <laughs> Dan's mic is now muted. <laughs> Nothing but noise over here, Dan. So <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm going to let Tony ask a question, but 
but before I do, um, just a final thought, you know, final question for you, Chris, welcome to Dolphin Financial Group, by the way. Um, the question I have is, um, if you could give advice to people that are currently working in a large company or, or basically anywhere, getting financial advice from somebody, what would you tell them to do or say to their advisor now to make sure that they're getting the advice that they deserve? Well, I mean, I think that's a, a tough question, but an important one. And, and I think what we've hit on today are some, some soft questions to, to, to share or lob to your, your current advisor um, and just see how they respond. You know, there's no specific way to, to tell if you're getting a, a complete financial plan if you only talk to one advisor, but if you ask them about social security and they respond um, dismissively, that kind of, that's a signal. I think a more telling approach is to ask for that second opinion, you know, and you can't get a second opinion from your current advisor. You have to, it's, you know, it's like going to the doctor. You can, you can hear from your doctor, but if you want a second opinion, you can't just set a second appointment. You got to find <laughs> another doctor. Yeah. That's a good, good point. point. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think, you know, what I see, especially with some of the big box uh, national chains and financial chains and banks and institutions, uh, I just feel like I know Dan works really hard to have a personal connection with his client and a relationship and an ongoing relationship. Uh, how is that at, at banks? I mean, I guess it depends on the situation or the person, but uh, did you feel like the bank wanted a personal relationship with their clients or was it just another piece of business? I, I mean, how did you feel when you were there? So, and, and I think this is a great question. The, the goal of the bank is to have a relationship with their clients. I certainly, at, at, on, a, on a personal level, knew my clients. That's good. Knew, you know, who their kids were, um, knew a lot about them um, because it's important to me. Um, and and that, that is why, again, I'm, I am, find myself where I'm at today. Sure. Um, on an institutional level, I think the banks have a tough time having that type sure. of relationship sure. they have even if they want you know, to it's it just uh, it's yeah. a challenge it's yeah. you know your advisor is a very important choice you make yeah um i think i think there's something to be said about an advisor who chooses to run their business themselves their way in order to give the very best they can to their clients and and i i would certainly identify agents, advisors in a, in a big box setting as, you know, they're seeking something there. Um, there's a payoff there. Uh, it might have a lot to do with people walk in the door and they don't have to make a lot of decisions and, and make choices themselves. Sure. Well, I appreciate the uh, coming on the show and t- giving us this insight. We, I was going to call this confessions of a financial planner at a bank, but <laughs> I really, again, I want to reiterate, we're not bashing the banks. We need more people to get financial advice. They don't teach it in school, but we want you to think twice about who's giving it to you. Yeah. Even if you are working with us, go get a second opinion just to keep us in check. And, and talk to people about financial and don't rely on one source at all times. 
That's what we're here for. So we're, we're here to give second opinions. I'm looking forward to it. Chris, you're going to be seeing a lot more of. Uh, he's got some kids. I think you got two kids, two right? Kids, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. And they're younger than mine. So this is going to be great. So we got more ammunition for the outro. When you get tired, I'm sure the listeners and the viewers are tired of hearing my two twins on the outro. I'm going to bring them right in right now because we have to do it. But maybe we'll switch things up and Chris's kids will be on there next. That'll be fine. Awesome. Well, I, I'm really excited that Chris is going to be a part of the team, your team at Dolphin Financial. And I think you're going to bring a lot to the show as well each week. So Thank that's you. awesome. Thanks for a good show. And we'll tune in next week. The topics on this show are wide-ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement, like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.